0: a song to sing it might not be key, but it's from my heart but no one else can tell it what the Lord has done for me this might take all day so I better start right now and it might get loud it might get loud Heaven's coming down, down, down And it might get
1: loud It might
0: get loud Heaven's coming down, down, down And it might get
1: loud
0: I don't have a halo No, I'm not a perfect man I'm just glad to be a child of God, when I think of where I could have been, should have been, would have been, if you hadn't stepped in, I've got a praise on the inside that can't be denied, and i got to get it out right now.
2: It's bandaging the broken or washing filthy feet. Here I am. day. The truth cuts like an arrow. I'll say it anyway. Cause here I am, Lord. Send me. If it means that they'll reject me, Lord, I will still obey. Here I am, Lord. Send me. If I'm known my more- standing in your glory I'll be glad I chose to stay If I know
0: and
1: Father, thank you for this day. And thank you for my family. Give us this day our daily bread. Please watch over us. Protect us. Keep us safe as we travel. Make us healthy and strong. Be with our kids today. Help them learn and grow into godly young men and women. Thank you for your word. Help us know you more every day. May we never take for granted your beauty and your creativity. And for those who are hurting, who are hungry or lost or helpless, bring hope, send rescue, and let my work today be an answer to someone's prayer.
2: We've lost everything.
3: Hi LWC family, on this first Sunday in November, we are closing the doors of our buildings so that we can open up our hearts by being the hands and the feet of Jesus in our communities. Serving is God's way of making our world a better place. And Jesus is our example. Jesus came and he said these words. He said, I did not come into this world to be served, but to serve. And to give my life as a ransom so that many would be saved. We desire to be the hands and the feet of Jesus so we can make people better. We want to be a part of God's construction crew, not a part of the devil's destruction. And so we close the doors gladly so that we can open up our hearts and we're in different locations. You know, I think about Jesus coming to this world and he washed the disciples' feet, but we're not going to be washing feet, but we will be in different places in our communities where there are great needs. And we believe that through Jesus Christ, we're going to make an eternal difference, not only in those buildings, in those schools, but in the lives of the people that God privileges us to be able to serve and make a difference. You know, I'm reminded that God does good things because he's a good God, And in Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, he says this. He says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand so we could walk in them. Good works. Now the whole thrust of that passage is that we're saved by grace, not by our own works because then we would boast, but then it teaches us That because we're saved by his grace, because God is so good, that he calls us to be the same. He calls us to walk in his goodness and to make a difference in people's lives. So that's what we're doing today. That's why we are out in different locations as a church body making a wonderful, wonderful difference in the lives of people. There's three things that I want to share with you today about good works. And we're going to be talking about how important good works are to our lives and to the lives of those around us. Here's, a good, here's the first thing. Good works help others. How many of you would agree that we all need help? There are times in our lives that things are bigger than us. And as we go out into these communities and, and we're, we're doing work and we're coming alongside the people that we live with, we understand that Every community needs help, and we don't want to be a part of, uh, of the people that are criticizing what's going on in our towns or criticizing what's going on in our country. We want to be a part of the, of, of the, of the construction. We want to be a part of the people that are, that are the solution, not a part of the problem. And so that's, that's who God is. That's who Jesus is to us. He's not a part of the problem. He is the solution. And we know that we're not the solution, but we can point people to who is the solution, by being a hand of goodness in people's lives. I love the way that the New Living Translation puts it. It says, God has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we could do good things. That's beautiful because God made us a new creation. The things that we were before we came to Christ, those things are are, are done. Those things are behind us. Those things are dead because we're new in Christ. And being new in Christ, we are his workmanship. That means he's writing out a poem about us. He's he's doing the writing in our lives. He's making us the people that we could never be without him. And when you do good things, you help other people. And when you help other people, you make them better. when you make them better, you show them how good God is. Because God is about making people better. God is about coming alongside to help you wherever you need to be helped. The Living Bible puts it like this. It said, it is God himself who has made us what we are and given us new lives from Christ Jesus. And long ages ago, he planned that we should spend these lives in helping others. Think about this. Have you ever cried out for help? God is is there. God has heard every single time that we cry out for help. Have you ever felt burdened? God, again, is there. The psalmist, he echoed this truth when he said, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. No matter the trouble we face, God is there to help. Jesus, when he was talking about going to the Father, he told his disciples, he said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper so that he may be with you forever. Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, that he would come alongside and he would help us in whatever we would face as followers of Christ. There's nothing that you're going through that God is not going to help you to overcome. Now, that helps us as we are going to go into our cities and serve them in a way that God is honored. Why? Because we want to be a help to people. And if you're listening today and, and maybe you've been struggling with things, let me tell you, let me assure you of something. God is here to help. He wants to come alongside He wants to help you with the burden. He he doesn't want you to grow weary, but he wants for you to, to take on his yoke and let him take on his burden because it is light and it's easy. And he will help you to overcome. With all the things that we're troubled with, with all the things that we face, we need others to come alongside and help us. Paul wrote to the church in Galatia, and he said this. He said, by helping each other with your troubles, you truly obey the law of Christ. The law of Christ is simply the grace of Christ, that Christ has paid it all, that Jesus has done what we could never do on our own. You feel helpless, we take on that assignment of coming alongside of others and helping them through the difficulty that they're facing. We're better together. We're better when we come alongside. We're better when we strengthen each other in the things of God. Here's the second thing that I want us to kind of process. Good works provide a God-inspired destiny. Every person who's a follower of Christ has been destined to greatness. In other words, you serve a great God, and because he's living in you and works through you, you do great things. And great things are not what the world esteems as great by how you look, maybe how many followers you have on Instagram and Facebook. It's not esteemed by your social class. But greatness in the estimation of God is by the way we treat others, by the way that we live our lives with our character. One of the things that I've learned is my gift might get me to a place, but my character will keep me there. And when Jesus is working through our lives, our character is changed. It's transformed. And we make other people great. That's what serving is all about. It's about making people better than what they were when you first saw them, when you first came around them. It's about making your communities better than what they were before you started doing and investing into those towns, those cities. That's what God does. God makes us Better people so that we can make other people better. Not in our own ability, but, but by the power and the work of God. You see, he's writing this story out. It's his pen. He's working in our lives, and he's giving a wonderful story of how good God is in our lives. I love the way the Passion Translation puts Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. You see, your future is not defined by your past. God is rewriting the scripture, the script by the scriptures. And his heavenly pen is filled with the cleansing blood of Christ, all the things that you were, you're not anymore, you are in God's hands. You are written by God's ink so that you can make a difference in your world. Not only a temporary difference, but an eternal difference. So the things that we do in people's lives are not just for today, they're to make a difference for tomorrow. They're to make a difference for eternity. And that's Only God can provide that kind of ability in our lives because he's got a plan. And that plan is a good plan. That's the third point that I want to bring to you is that good works are God's plan. God has a wonderful plan for each of our lives. I would say this, his plans are good. In fact, Jeremiah put it like this. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And he includes you in this wonderful plan. This plan of of having a future. A plan of having hope no matter what you're facing. You're never in despair as long as God is with you. Our communities are not in despair. Why? Because God has a plan. And that plan is to use us as his vessels to make the places that we live better. I think about the patriarch Abraham, wherever he went, God's blessing was upon him and places were better. As we walk in the, in the blessings of Christ, no matter where we go, I believe that our families are better because God is with us. I believe that our, that, you know, our schools could be better because God is with us. I believe that our communities will be better because Christ is with us. And so you need to understand that there's a plan and you can live in that plan. The the century English version put it like this, God planned for us to do good things. Let's just pause right there. God planned for us to do good things. So when you do bad things, that's not God's plan. When we sit back and criticize our communities, that's not God's plan. When, 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 we, when we do bad to others, that's not God's plan. God's plan is for us to do good things. Let's go back to the text. And to live as he has always wanted us to live. That's why he sent Christ to make us what we are. You see, God's plan <laughs> is for us to do good things and to live how he has always wanted us to be. And when we submit ourselves to that plan, it changes our lives. And not only does it change our lives, but it changes the lives of those around us. Our neighbors are better because of God's plan. You see, Jesus said, love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind and love your neighbor like you love yourself. That's a good plan. Jesus said, go out and serve people the way that I have served you. I've given you an example as he washed the disciples' feet. So when we do good things, it's God's plan. Now here's how I want to close this message. It says, God's plan His most important priority is for you to say yes to Jesus. It's for you to embrace the hands of grace and the hands of Christ with those holes in his hands because he went to the cross at Calvary, are telling you that he loved you so much that he sacrificed his life so you could be a part of his plan. And his plan is to restore you, to make you right, to impute his righteousness to make you holy. And maybe you feel right now that, that you're not worthy. But let me tell you something. He made you worthy because he died for you. And today I'm going to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus into your life by saying yes to him. And, and this is so important because saying yes to Jesus is as easy as A, B, C. The A is you have to admit that you need his help. You need to admit That you're a sinner and we all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. The beast means that you have to believe in Jesus. You have to put your trust in him. He's greater than anything you'll face. He is the risen Savior. And the sea, you have to confess him as your Lord and choose to follow him from this day forward. And I just believe that there are many people that are listening to this message that you're saying yes to Jesus today. And I want to lead you in a prayer to take you across that threshold from not being with Christ to being in Christ. And that prayer is simple. It's just, God, I come to you today, and I admit that I'm tired of trying to do life on my own. I'm tired of all the roadblocks that I, have, that I, that I run into I admit that that I'm a sinner and that I need your help. Today, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. I put my trust in him. I, I believe that he went to the cross at Calvary and died for all my sins. I believe he rose from the dead on the third day, just like the Bible said he would. And so I confess Jesus as my Lord. I choose to follow him from this day forward. Thank you, Lord, for restoring me. Thank you, Lord, for making me right. And thank you for welcoming me into the family. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I just believe that many of you that are listening to this message, that you said yes to Jesus. And we are rejoicing with you. We are thanking God with you. Today is the first day of your eternal life with Christ. You will be with him forever. There's nothing that you need to fear because you're in his hands. And today's the day that he starts a restoration process in your heart and in your soul that will be seen and be evident in every part of your life. And you'll be able to walk in the great things of God. You're, you're going to desire to serve other people because that's what Jesus does in our hearts, where we desire to make other lives better because he makes our lives better. So we are so excited at what you've done today. And God has a wonderful plan for your life that includes some wonderful works for you to walk in. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.